so that you can grow your brain. You can change your brain. Don't listen to that lie. Oh, no, that's the way I am. No, that's the way I'm always. I was born that way. No, I grew up in a situation. No, guess what? We can be better. We can. She said, God is um, brilliant. You are made in the image of God. Therefore, you are brilliant. We are creatures made in the image of Almighty God. Almighty God. So that was sort of in a synopsis what was taught, um, let alone the music. The music. Um, Kim and I both decided to go down front. We traveled all that way. Guess what? I, want, I wanted to get everything that God had for me. I didn't want to sit. I, want, I wanted to be up front. I want to be where that, where that anointing is, where God's presence is. I want him to move in my heart. I want to get all that he has for me. And then we heard there was a big snowstorm coming. Remember that snowstorm we had? We had a snowstorm. And so we decided we probably should leave. You know, it's a long drive. So we, um, as I was getting ready to leave, I could feel that fear, that fear coming back. And um, there was a time of prayer, and a woman came up to me, and she gave me the scripture that was sort of a theme. I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of what? You know it. But of love, power, and a sound mind. I said, okay, God, okay, all right. So, got in the car, and we drove, and guess who was driving through the Bronx again? <laughs> Yours truly. <laughs> and we got lost again through that little section there. And my sister, look, Cheryl, this is, they're just people. It's just an area. It's just people. Behold, he has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And Cheryl, put to death those toxic thoughts. Put to death those toxic thoughts. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My heart was pounding out of my chest as I'm sitting there knowing I have to get up here and speak to everybody. But guess what? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I want to encourage any lady here to go next year if it's offered and if they haven't. It was a tremendous blessing just to get to know my, my awesome sisters. We had some special times and meals, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful time for us all. And I'm thankful for the opportunity, and I'm thankful that my God stretched me. really good hey let me let me throw two thoughts out there first of all it would probably made um i i guess pastor al and, and miss Taba pretty happy to hear about your experience there uh you, you know as far as from from that church and i believe it should be in every church including this one is uh there's such a there's such a heart to go number one god give us a church that looks like heaven and that means basically you know every race under the sun right 
and because uh, pretty much that's the way heaven's going to look, right? Um, and then the second thing is just the love of God. Uh, obviously, the name of the church is Covenant Love, and so a big emphasis is really uh, what we pray, uh, what they've been praying, I guess, 25 years now, is, is, Father, when people drive into the parking lot, let them encounter your love. God, when they shake someone's hand at the door, let them encounter your love. And that's a testimony of, of pretty much of what they've kind of set their heart to and prayed for. Then, then guess what? It, it's working and happening. Amen. And, I mean, there's a little bit of people that, um, I mean, bottom line, you, you know, if, um, want to commit suicide until they pull up in the parking lot and then everything changes. I mean, there's just story after story after story of just being hurt from church and, and all kinds of stuff. When they pull in the parking lot, once again, the love of God uh, breaks those walls down. Amen. So, um I do want to say one other thing, and I don't, and I don't want this to be like, hey, look at us, because she's kind of embarrassing me. Um, no, not you, Cheryl. Um, not you. Jen, you're embarrassing me. Anyway, so it is, is this, and, and, but I'm going to say this for you guys, especially because I know there's young people in here who feel like they're called to the ministry. Uh, when, we, when, when I got born again, I, I um, wholeheartedly meant it when I prayed, God, I'll go where you want me to go. And I'll do what you want me to do, and I'll say what you want me to say. And that's always been my prayer. And so this, it's not some great sacrifice to come somewhere. There is no sacrifice necessarily in obeying God. It's a joy. It's a privilege. Obviously, there's things that are inside of you that you sacrifice and you die to. But overall, it's a privilege to be here and to come and, and to take what God's deposited in us to be able to deposit it in others. Amen? Is that good enough? So, uh, But listen, of that side of going uh, a fear... Man, if, if that's you today, man, bottom line, it, it, it is toxic thoughts. God's given you a sound mind to be able to decipher and discern uh, what's of him and what's not of him. And, uh, you know, the ability to choose, will I, will I embrace uh, faith or will I embrace fear? And, uh, and let me just kind of add this in here, okay? Um, courage, it's a big word for me. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's what you do in the face of fear. Are you hearing me? So, listen, there's not going to be a one of us that are going to get stuck in a spot that we feel very uncomfortable. We've all had it. it. You know, it could be the Bronx or it could be in a meeting. It could be in a conversation. It could be in conflict management. It could be whatever it is. I mean, you just go along the line. Uh, fear is everywhere uh, trying to grab our hearts, and it's not of God. And in that moment, we've got to choose once again, God, you said this, so I choose to believe that. Amen? Amen. All right, so next up is, is Miss Bonnie. Do you need an organ behind you? No. Okay. Just. I need four other people. Back. Four other people. Jen will come stand with you. No, you I'll, I'll be, I think I'm okay. If, I'll let you know. Okay. Um, speaking of fear, this is a fear of mine, speaking in front of people. But like Cheryl said, with God, I can do this, and I'm not alone. And I'm probably going to cry. But anyway, um, we flew down. There were seven of us that flew. And we drove from here to Boston. And we got lost in the Boston airport. <laughs> we were trying to, we saw the parking garage, but we couldn't get to it. Long story short, we got there. We, they were calling our names for the flight we were flying on. And I go running up to the desk, we're here, we're here. Well, where's everybody else? Well, they're coming. <laughs> so we get on the plane. And then we got to Louisiana. Uh, no, Louisiana, see, no, we, North Carolina. It was late. We had a hotel room, we thought. We get to the hotel. One room left, smoking room. Nope, that's not what we said we wanted. Sorry, that's all we have. But there might be one next door. We go next door. 
no room here. I felt like Joseph and Mary. <laughs> so then we ended up at a different hotel. We got a room. It's close to 1 o'clock. We finally get our room. We get to bed, stay up half the night talking, get up early. And we go to where we're supposed to stay for the hotel. And we stayed there six, five, six nights. And then, so we didn't go to the conference till Thursday night when they had the worship. But, um, so that day we sat by the pool and had a good time talking. And there were six women in a room in one bathroom. That was a miracle. We all managed to do everything and no fights or anything. But, um, so Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday night worship, right, was awesome. We got there. It's, the church is huge. The, uh, the worship team is awesome. It's just, and like Cheryl said, the minute you walk into that church, you feel love. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You feel like you've known them your whole life. They're awesome people. They're just loving. Even in the parking lot, they're loving you in the parking lot, parking your car. It's, it's an incredible, incredible, loving, awesome place. It's like this, only huge. So Thursday night, the awesome worship was great. And then my moment was Friday. They had a, a speaker, and she... Her speech was about love and 16 inches between your here and here, your brain and your heart. Well, she gave her speech, and it was about love. She had a, she was brought up in an orphanage with nuns that abused her, and she had a really bad life. But she ended up finding Jesus, and now she speaks. So when she got through speaking, I'm sitting there like, well, that was nice. And Jen asked me on the way down, um, what do you think you're going to get out of this conference? I says, oh, I don't know. I'm not really going with any expectation. Well, I got through listening to that woman speak, and then we did worship songs about God's love. And the next thing I know, I'm crying my eyes out because I guess I thought I knew that God really loved me, but I didn't until that very moment. And he just showered me with his love, and I felt like I was the only one in that room with 1,800 other women. It was just me and God. And I was lifting my arms up to worship, and I felt, I physically felt him touching my hands. I felt him holding my hand and touching me, and I have never felt that before. Um, So that was just amazing for me. I will never forget that. And um, I was going to say something, I lost it. But anyway, and the second thing I got was from the other speaker the next day spoke about your brain and and how you can change things. And she told us at the end of her speech to put our hand out and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. So I did. And she said, it takes 21 days for something to become a habit or to get rid of a thought in your mind, and you can do this. So the, let the Holy Spirit speak to you because there's something all of us have in us that prevents us from having a, a great relationship with God and pride popped into my head and he showed me that I have an issue with pride in different parts of my life and I never really I guess I thought it was okay what I had was fine but God showed me no I need to work on my pride so that that was the most second amazing but the most amazing was the love and I will never ever forget how I felt that moment when I just, it's just awesome. So that's I got was the fact that I never realized I have the love of God. And as long as I have that, I can do anything in this world. 
because I have a father who loves me and loves me no matter what. I can be hurt on this earth, but he is always there for me. And that's, that's what I got. The, uh, the speaker that Bonnie's referring to, her name's uh, Maria Durso. She's from uh, New York there at uh, Christ Tabernacle. Anyways, um, some of you guys probably heard of Brooklyn Tab, but it was the first church that was ever out of there. So, anyways, she wrote a book called The 18 Inches, and uh, basically from your head to your heart. And Jen actually brought me uh, her book, and, and she's the woman that I told you guys before conference that um, we were kind of promoting it, that uh, I was listening to her testimony in the backyard uh, as I was trimming bushes and end up, you know, on my knees and, you know, based in the dirt, just crying like a little girl. Uh, powerful testimony. But, but, you know, she said something in her book, and I just kind of want to throw this out there for you guys um, to see if it will relate to you. She said that, um, you know, years after they started the church, their very first woman con- women's conference that they did, they asked her to speak at it. And, you know, here she is. She got born again in that church, got baptized in the Holy Spirit, all those things in that church. And uh, so she's thinking it's a great honor. And she went before the Lord and she said, Lord, I need some great revelation to share with these women. And, uh, you know, in her words, she prayed pretty much a, a pretty uh, prideful prayer of going pretty much God, I want to impress them. And, uh, and so she said that the Lord didn't didn't uh, give her anything for days. And, and so she was literally like two days out. She's like, look, Lord, I need you to really give me something. And so she's making up her bed, and as she throws up her, her um, you know, duvet cover or whatever, she throws it up. Uh, the Lord says, um, basically, I want you to tell them, um, I want you to ask them, do you know if I love you? Or do you know that I love you? Did she say this and thing? And so, um, so she said when she threw it, she heard the Lord say that. And then she heard the Lord say this, do, basically, do you believe that I love you? In other words, it's so different to go from here to there. And here's this woman that spent 15 years or whatever in ministry, and the Lord's asking her, you, you know, do you believe that I love you? And the truth is, is for honest, and, and God knows I, I could say I'm probably there too. I'm, I'm, let me kind of give you, paint the picture. I'm reading her book the other night while I'm at the kids' soccer practice at the pitch, and I'm just pacing and I'm reading this book because I'm trying to get my Fitbit steps, right? And so... Um, Anyway, so I'm uh, so I'm walking right, and I'm reading this book, and I got to that part where it says, "Do you believe that I love you?" And I just started crying in the pitch. I'm like, "Oh God, help me!" You know, I'm over here. I'm about to embarrass myself, you know, for all these people. But but the fact is, is it's like most of us. That's really what Bonnie's saying. We 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 know it here, but we don't know it here. And what's so interesting is both speakers, Dr. Caroline Leaf, who's a scientist, a woman from South Africa, and then uh, also Maria Durso, both of them referring to pretty much how scientists have discovered that obviously we have a brain, right? But then our heart also has a brain that actually literally thinks thoughts, has memories, has emotions, and all those things. And, and you know, to kind of give you a, um, a Bible verse, because scientists doesn't... Uh, they don't basically explain God. They're just basically are saying what God already knows. Okay, so the word even says this. As a man thinks in his heart, not his mind, so he is. And there's all kinds of references along those lines that the Bible will back this up. And I thought something was really interesting, too, to throw this out there at you. In her book, she said people that have had heart transplants begin to, it's proven that they begin to crave things that they've never craved. And this is the part that really blew me away. They begin to have someone else's dreams. Because there's memory stored up in the banks of the heart. And so they literally begin to, 
you get that. Anyways, mind blowing. Anyways, so it's kind of it's really this. I guess what I'm saying is uh, it's really asking the Lord, because um, if we stop and really look at our lives, Lord, am I just believing you from here? Or is it really something that's been in my heart that I would say, yeah, I, I believe, I know that. Am I, am I making any sense? And uh, so we'll, we'll go in that probably in a few weeks here. But, but uh, I think that's really uh, of what happened with her. And God really desires to do that with every one of us. It's just that aha moment, that revelation where all those things have been spoken over. So why we don't think we deserve God's love and so forth, how all that stuff kind of lifts. And, and, uh, and we finally just believe it. Amen. All right. So we've got to hustle up. So, Miss Kim. Come on, please. You can. She's your Bronx buddy. It's all right. Thank you. Hello, family. Yeah, it was good to go to North Carolina and and see our family down there. Initially, I had uh, said absolutely not. I was not going um, the day that the announcement was made about the conference. Terry Ryan was sitting here. He's my husband. Um, Cheryl's my sister's husband. And uh, he wanted to send us both that day, and he wanted to pay for my trip. And I said, absolutely not. You know, my, my pride said, no, I can't accept such an extravagant gift. Um, as the time drew nearer and nearer, um, my sister strongly encouraged me to accept his gift. So uh, I decided that I would choose to accept it, and that's where our adventure began. And so when I got back, I wanted Terry to know um, how important it was to me and how special it was and how much he had blessed me with his extravagant gift. So I wrote him a letter, um, which is pretty much my testimony, um, most of it takes place outside of the conference, which I gained a lot there, too. But if you don't mind, I'd like to read the letter that I wrote to Terry. To my brother-in-law. Hold on, i got to take my glasses off. To my brother-in-law and friend, Terry Ryan. Thank you so much for sending Cheryl and I on this road trip to North Carolina. It was such a huge blessing on so many levels. I can't even begin to give it justice. From the drive down with my dear, dear sister, to the conference, to staying with Olivia in Philly, to the drive back, and everything in between. My prayer to God has been that he would fill me with more and more of his love. Little did I know that he would do that by showering me with love. It began with your generous gift of sending me, and just went on and on. I was treated like a queen everywhere I went. The first night we stayed at a hotel with the most comfortable bed and linens that I have ever slept in in my life. And this girl doesn't sleep much. Jennifer wanted to have um, pedicures at the clip joint, so we got our feet done, um, which was amazing. But then I went out into the salon area to observe Mel, the charismatic owner of the salon. She was working on someone else's hair, but she grabbed me and started messing with my hair. She sprayed it and switched my part around and tousled it. She put some makeup on my eyebrows, and they looked very strange. But (laughs) did you see that? (laughs) Jen said, there's something different about your eyebrows. (laughs) Anyway, the whole time, um, she gave me little business tips to bring back to Maine um, with me. She made me feel beautiful. 
She made me feel special, and she made me feel very loved. It was a treat to meet her. At the conference, we met Penny, uh, a woman from Friendship, and she and her best friend Claudia drove Cheryl and and I to Zoe's Kitchen, um, a healthy Mediterranean restaurant where her daughter worked. It was delicious, of course. And after lunch, Cheryl and I gave her $10 for gas for driving us around, and you would have thought we gave her $1,000. Penny and Claudia wanted to show us around North Carolina Veterans Memorial, We didn't know it yet, but Claudia is a a retired true American hero who served in the Gulf War. To me, she's a rock star. You see, I have a tender heart for veterans and American heroes. And probably God is the only one that knew that. And he gave me a private tour of this beautiful park with Claudia, a veteran, a rock star. How this blessed me. I am weeping now as I write this. While staying at Pastor Al and Tavis, another tremendous blessing to stay there in their beautiful home with their incredible coffee. Um, It was very good. I was coming down their stairs, and the distance of the last step um, was higher than all of the others. And I miscalculated my step, and I went down hard. And uh, severely rolling both ankles, and I jarred my knee as well. I got up off the floor immediately. Everyone looked at me. What just happened? Um, Tava said, be healed in the name of Jesus. Embarrassed, I just kept walking. I stretched my ankles a little, and I got up the next morning. My ankles ankles were only a little stiff, stiff, no black and blue, maybe um, a tiny bit of swelling. I should be on crutches right now, perhaps even needing surgery. But no, both ankles are fine. My knee is fine. I didn't even ice it. It would have ruined our whole trip, and I probably wouldn't have been able to work when I returned. But God, yeah, he loves me. He took care of it. And there's so, there's so much more. I saw a homeless man in Philly sitting on an underground grate for warmth. We were on our way to Dunkin' Donuts, so I got him a couple of wraps and a cup of coffee. I confused the people at Dunkin' Donuts with my order, and there were four young men helping me. I mean, helping God's daughter. You see, I was being loved on by my daddy. So the homeless man, who had no name, who was invisible in a concrete city, does not go unnoticed by my daddy. He sees and knows, and he has a new name for the man with no name. I can still see his eyes. They are etched into my heart. Some of your money also went to the Freedom House in Arizona, a home where young women are being set free and delivered from um, being used and abused as sex slaves. So I thank you, Terry, from the bottom of my heart. Your generous gift of this all-inclusive trip had an extraordinary ripple effect. Seeds of love were spread abroad in the Father's name, but also in your name. Because you blessed me and Cheryl, we could bless others. God answered my prayer for more love by loving me extravagantly. By your loving me and by my loving others. He is love. His love is inexhaustible. Love multiplies and multiplies. Love is extraordinary. God is teaching me about love by loving me more. He loves you, Terry, and he has such a good plan for your life. He's a good daddy. And he loves you, his son, more than you can comprehend. Thanks again, Terry.
You're amazing. That's pretty awesome, yeah? Um, there's a lot there under the surface that a lot of you guys don't know uh, of why that's so powerful and, um, and so redeeming in so many ways, yes? And um, anyways, God's good. So uh, real fast because we're running out of time. Mel, come on up. Mel did not go on the trip, but um, Cheryl's going for round three. But by the way, let me make a point really quick. Did you guys notice that Bonnie said um, they sat by the pool for a day? I want you guys to know only a Mana would uh, would uh, go to North Carolina and sit by the pool in uh, in the weather, the middle of winter. Anyway, so Amen. Usually, I have a blow dryer in my hand. Good morning. Yes, I'm nervous. This is not usually something that I would do, um, but the pastor asked if I would share um, a healing that um, I received a couple of weeks ago. And Cheryl was very helpful through that. She, um, she was my rock, and Miss Jen as well. Um, so I'll, I'd, probably you don't know, um, I stand all day behind a chair, and usually my audience is one person and not all of this, um, but I'll do the best I can. Um, it was a Saturday, a Saturday, the 5th of March, and I got up and went to work, and as the day went on, um, I started having discomfort in my lower back, and I just thought, you know, okay, I, I did something wrong, or I just need to stretch when I get home, and so as I worked through the day, it just increased, and um, went home and decided, okay, well, what can I do to help myself? I'm not going back to the emergency room because I had done that a month earlier. And so I just did some ice and some heat and lay down, and I usually take a tennis ball and lay on that on the pressure points and didn't really seem to help. I took some ibuprofen and ended up going to bed early. And I woke up Sunday, and the pain was still in my lower back, and it was about the same. Um, but I said, I'm, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to go to church. And I came, and as the service went on, um, the pain increased and was starting to work up towards the middle of my back. And I just said, it's okay, because I'm here, Lord, and you're going to take care of this. And so I went home, and tried to make some lunch, and um, I found that it was hard to be up on my feet. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to go lay down and do the ice and do the heat and the ibuprofen again and lots of prayer. And um, <clears throat> So I managed to uh, sleep through the night, um, getting up a couple times and noticed that the pain through the night was worse, and it had started to go up into the middle of my back, um, and it was a driving, um, piercing pain. And so Monday, I woke up, and uh, that was the 7th, and it was more intense. Again, I did the heat, I did the ice, I did the ibuprofen, and then I remembered I had some um, pain medication from the month before, so I thought, okay, I'll take that, and maybe that'll, that'll uh, dull the pain. 
And um, let's see here. Um, Cheryl sent me a text. Um, No, actually, I sent her a text and um, asked her, would she please um, pray and contact the the, uh, prayer team here um, and have them have you all pray for me um, because I, I am my sole provider um, as far as my finances go. And um, I knew that if I could not get back to work, I was going to, I was going to be playing it tough the following week with no paycheck. And she said, do you mind if I um, share this with a, through email with everyone? I said, no, please, please, the more praying, the better. And uh, so she did. And um, I got through the day. Um, the pain was, again, getting worse. Um, it was just coming almost like contractions. And um, it was radiating around to my rib cage and up underneath my arm. And just I couldn't find any position that was comfortable. I just laid there and just kept praying and icing and heating and um, sleeping. Uh, God would... Give me the rest and just the peace so that I could get some rest. And um, Tuesday, uh, Cheryl had texted in in the morning, and um, she was getting together with the Fabulous Four, and like they usually do on Tuesdays. And um, she and the girls prayed, and they sent me this great photo of them all waving to me on my phone. And um, I got to tell you, just... The pain was still really bad, but just getting that picture and knowing that I had people that loved me and were praying for me, and they were pulling for me, and it, was, it just gave me peace in my heart. Um, the day went on, and um, I did call my doctor, and um, she prescribed um, a muscle relaxer. I thought maybe I needed to have an MRI and she didn't want to go that route. And I'm thank you, Lord, that she didn't because uh, it would have been very, very expensive. But um, so this is, uh, bear with me here. Uh, At that time, though, I had asked Mel what her pain level was on a mm-hmm. scale of 1 to 10. And she said it was a 10. So the way she's talking, it's pain. This was severe mm-hmm. pain. This was not just a headache. This was a, a level 10 pain that Mel had dealt with for many, many days. Yeah, and, and trying not to cry uh, because it would make it worse, my, my body tightening up. And so, um, yeah, it was pretty intense. Um, I had to uh, call Tuesday night um, into my business partner and explained to her that I would not be to work on Wednesday. There was no way I could possibly stand and, and work. Um, and explained to her what, what I was going through and that she needed to reschedule uh, my appointments, my clients for me, which she gladly did. She's an awesome business partner. And um, so I just um, went to bed again um, by this time, I have got some um, muscle relaxers, so I am able to get a better rest. My body is calmer, and um, along with the, the pain medication, and, and again, continuing with the ice and the heat, um, I was able to sleep better. And then, um, 
Let's see here. So, uh, I had I had talked with the doctor, and she had set up an appointment for me for 4:30 on Thursday, um, and. Cheryl was going to come and get me and take me to that appointment because there was no way I was going to be able to drive. And um, by Wednesday night um, at 3 o'clock, I w- no, now I'm all confused again here. Um, let's see here. So Wednesday night, Jen called me. I believe that was the night. And we prayed over the phone, and it was beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, and I called work and had to cancel Thursday's appointments um, because I was still in a lot of pain. Um, and I said um, that I would call Thursday um, by 3 o'clock and talk with Amy, uh, the young woman who works with us, and let her know whether or not she had to cancel my Fridays and Saturdays appointments. And... Um, I also was going to be going for my doctor's appointments, appointment with Cheryl. So I woke up Thursday morning, and I had slept fairly well the night before. And I woke up on Thursday, and I'd had better rest. Um, but it was still very uncomfortable to be up for any period of time. And so I thought, well, okay, I'll just go back to bed, and, and I'll take another round of the medications. And... Um, fell asleep, got up at, at noontime and thought, well, I'll try to, to get some lunch. And it just was too uncomfortable to be up. So I went back to bed and took my next round of uh, the medications and um, fell off to sleep and, and had a deep sleep. It was wonderful. And um, I woke up at 2.35 and I'm like, oh, I need to get up and, and get myself pulled together because I need to at least shower. It's been a few days. And so um, I wanted to smell pretty good for when Cheryl came to pick me up. (laughs) And I walked out into the kitchen, which is all of probably 10 steps. I have a very small um, home, but it's cute. It's comfortable. God gave it to me, and I love it. Um, And I'm standing in the middle of my kitchen, and I'm like, I don't feel any more pain. So immediately I start reaching around and feeling because I'm thinking, okay, there's, you know, there's got to be residual. I've got to be aching here somewhere. There was absolutely no pain left. And I stood there and I said, praise you, God. You have healed me. It is gone. It is totally gone. And I, for a minute I'm like, what do I do? You know, what do I do? And I said, okay, I've got to call Cheryl, and I've got to tell her. She doesn't have to take me. And I've got to call Amy and tell her I'm working Friday and Saturday. And I had to call the doctor. So I made my, my phone calls, and I called the doctor, and I said, um, I, I don't need to come in. And she said, well, why not? She said, and I said, because the pain is gone. I said, it is absolutely gone. And she said, well, what do you suppose made it go? And I said, God's healing hand. I said, I had prayer warriors praying for me 24-7. And I said, God, heal me. And she said, I believe in the power of prayer. 
Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Good job, ladies. Y'all are awesome. Can we give all of them a hand, please? I think somebody took my iPad. Oh, there it is. I was like, we have a thief in our midst. All right, here we go. Hey, listen, let me let me give you one other testimony real quick, because uh, there was a lady. Uh, that's pretty powerful, and she's given us permission to share it. Um, but we have a we had a woman, I guess, maybe three months ago, something like that, um, that basically they're, they're a nurse. It's what they do for a living. And they got uh, diagnosed with... Uh, a very aggressive type cancer. In fact, it, in her words, it's one of the worst cancers that you can get. In other words, it's so aggressive. Basically, uh, you know, the lifespan isn't too long after that. And uh, so, anyways, her, she had a friend that used to go to church here, and she knew that we are a church that believes in prayer, and we're a church that believes in, believes in healing. And so I got a call from her friend that pretty much just said, hey, look, if I bring my friend, uh, you know, basically you give me your word that you guys are going to, do a salvation altar call, and you guys are going to pray for her. I said, okay, too easy. So we got to the end, and this woman doesn't know Jesus. And uh, we got to the end, gave an altar call. This woman, uh, who's probably, you know, I'm going to get in trouble here, maybe late 50s, something like that. I'm getting in trouble. That was so wrong. That was so wrong. I caught a look there. Anyway, so anyways, so she gets born again, and uh, and so anyway, so we pray for, her and uh, you, you know, and obviously we pray for her healing that day. But she still, uh, you, you know, obviously wisely chose the route. She ends up getting uh, going to the doctor, going through radiation, chemo, and all that. And um, none of that's obviously fun. We all know that. And then uh, two weeks ago, she came to me and just said, "Hey, Pastor, I want to let you know. Uh, let me rewind. We we actually had a um, an, an altar call." Basically, for people to come and receive healing, and and uh, one of the members here uh, prayed for a person that actually walked through cancer, and God healed them. Uh, laid hands and and prayed for her. And the cool part is, is that individual feels like God's given them a promise as far as praying for that, which is pretty awesome. So, anyways, long story short, uh, the woman said uh, two weeks ago, "Hey, Pastor, I just want to let you know I went to the doctor, and they said I'm cancer free." And uh, but here's what's awesome. OK, I, you know, my first thing is to go, OK, which, you know, the medical side da, 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 da. and uh, but here's what's awesome. The doctor, OK, knows what region we live in. The doctor said, uh, you know, I want you to know I have no clue how that happened and said that's a miracle. So so that's really good news. I, I had a. Uh, some things I wanted to share with you today, but we're kind of out of time. But I do want to read uh, one scripture to you, and if we can throw it up up on the uh, screen. This is Luke chapter 6. I just want to read, I think it's two verses to you, or three verses. And uh, this is really the, in my opinion, the heart of what God is doing. And I hope you grab a hold of this, okay? So it simply says this. It says, don't worry about it, it's okay. Watch this. It says, and he, talking about Jesus, came down, get this, came down with them and stood on a level place. Watch this. And he came down with them and stood on a level place. And it's simply this, that Jesus was and he is still willing to come and meet us exactly where we're at. Yes? So really in all these stories that you heard today, it's really God meeting these people exactly where they're at. It's meeting them in their need. 
Yes, it's meeting them at their moment where they're going, God, I need you. And, and there's a whole lot I could go into right here. But, but watch this. It says this. It says, uh, they stood on a level place, and that really means to come and be in their midst, with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. It says, who came to, watch this, these people came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. And it says, as well as those who were, um, who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. Pretty awesome verse, yeah? And so, you know, once again, there's a lot that I would like to go into to make this a whole lot broader. Uh, but God has, the, God has the great ability, once again, to meet us exactly where we're at. Let me give you one other example, I guess, to really explain what I mean here. Is think about when, you know, we know that Peter denied Christ three times, correct? And then after Jesus rose from the dead, uh, he came basically to restore Peter. And, and he asked Peter, now watch this, please, okay? Uh, this is in, uh, in John chapter 21. Jesus simply comes. I mean, let me read it. It'll be better. That's uh, okay. So watch this. So John comes and he says, uh, Jesus comes to Peter. Sorry. Book of John chapter 21. And he says this. Awesome. Here we go. All right. Yep. All right. It says, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Now, at first, we, once again, because we use one word, and we don't use all the, the Greek meanings, but or Greek words, but he actually reads like this. Simon, son of Jonah, do you agape? In other words, God's kind of love me more than these. And Peter said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I phileo you. Are you watching? He spoke of a different kind of love. He spoke more of an affectionate love. And then he says, Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. And then it says, uh, and Jesus said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you agape me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I phileo you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Watch this. It says, he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you phileo me? Watch this. That Jesus stepped down to where he was at. And Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you uh once again, love me. And he says, he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I phileo you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. He so, listen, it's the, it's the kindness of God that certainly steps where we're at in our moment. Listen, it was the kindness of God that walked through the wall and said, Thomas, I know you're doubting, but let me give you a reason to believe. He's so good at all that, yes? So, listen, it's, it's really today, I guess, overall what I want you to hear is whatever you need in this moment, he will meet you exactly where you're at, and he will help you either uh, basically destroy that problem or help you walk through it, yes? So let's just close our eyes really fast, please. I don't know why I always say really fast right there. <laughs> oh, I love me. All right, here we go. So um, today... Listen, you heard some pretty awesome things, and I, you know, and I'm, I commend the ladies from sharing, uh, just being open and vulnerable and sharing their hearts, because uh, that's not always easy to do. And so, you know, if it's something for you today that ties into something they said, or just something that's totally off the wall that's between you and God, but you just need God to come and stand in your midst in that area today. You need Him to come and be on your level and be in that moment. And it's, and it's really, really this context. Let me maybe say this to you, okay? 
Because we know it says in, in Philippians that he basically stripped himself of his divine rights and he clothed himself with human flesh. And, and it's really the, the idea of this, that Jesus took what we had, right? Our, our sin, our sickness, all this. He took what we had so we can have what he has of what's in heaven. Okay? And so, once again, if it's sin, he gives righteousness. If it's disease, he gives healing. If it's poverty, guess what? He gives blessings. It's, if it's curse, it's blessings. Well, all those, anyways, you get the point. So, if you know today that basically I need Jesus to step in this moment and this part for me, just lift your hands really high, please. All right. Good stuff. All right, so, Father, just simple and pray for you. Father, I thank you for every hand that's up. Lord, you're so personal, and you know every one of those situations. And, uh, Father, we know that you're a God uh, that answers prayers. And, God, just as you uh, answered Kim's prayer and Mel's prayer, and you moved in Bonnie and you moved in Cheryl, Lord, we're just asking today, because you're a God that's not a God of partiality, God, that you would move across this room, and you would move in our hearts, and you would move in our lives. God, whatever the need is, God, I don't want to limit it by saying a few things, but, Lord, whatever it is, Lord, we just invite you, God, to begin to uh, literally intervene and move, God, in these people's behalf. Father, thank you for doing what only you can do. And, Lord, if there's a lie that's attached to any bit of those areas, Father, we thank you that the truth of the gospel, the truth of God, will begin to be released, God, over every one of their lives. And, Lord, that those lies of the enemy or lies that were spoken over them, whatever it is, would be broken in Jesus' name. And, Father, I, I do want to pray one thing, Lord, for this congregation. Lord, I pray, God, that we would be a people, God, that know that we're loved by you. Father, that we would know not just because... Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so in a song and in just in a mental ascent. But, Lord, that we even know it in our heart of hearts, that we even know that you care for us, that you love us, that you accept us. And, Lord, thank you for the confidence and the peace that comes from that. Thank you for the joy that comes from that. Because the truth is, God, is we'll never know who we are in you until we know that you love us. God will never believe you to the fullest until we know that you love us. And so, Father, today, just once again, thank you for my brothers. Thank you for my sisters. Thank you for moving as only you can do in their hearts. Lord, we pray that you would take everything that was spoken today. And, uh, Holy Spirit, that you would begin to just almost a snowball effect, that you would begin to move in our, in our hearts and our lives. God, thank you for taking us to victory in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.